Welcome to the inaugural episode of All About Fitness. My name is Pete McCall. If you're active, if you like to exercise, and you want to know how regular physical activity and physical fitness can enhance your life, then you've come to the right place. I've been a certified personal trainer for almost 20 years, and along the way I've been educating personal trainers, including helping write manuals on personal training and teaching at the college level. Why is this important? Because I've been training other personal trainers, I can now use that education to train you on what you should be doing for your health, fitness, and exercise. We all know we can't do anything to slow down aging. We can't stop time. And until Doc Brown actually invents the flux capacitor, we're going to get older each day. But here's a secret. Exercise can actually slow down or reverse the aging process. All About Fitness over the course of these podcasts is going to not only teach you how to be more ex- how to be more active, how to include more physical activity into your daily lives, but all my guests will have some link and will have some conversation about how exercise can slow down the aging process. So if you not only enjoy physical activity, if you like working out, if you like being active, if you like to exercise, well, the good news is that can help you control the aging process and help you not only feel younger, but look younger to boot. I've been studying the human body for an extremely long time. However, I'm a complete newbie when it comes to podcasting. So until I learn what I'm doing, I want to apologize up front and please bear with me as I learn about audio and podcasting and how to make things sound better. But what I guarantee um, I make, what I guarantee I lose a little bit in terms of audio quality, I more than make up in content. For example, in today's conversation with Sergeant Ken, we talk about the difference between boot camp and boot camp and how boot camp programs can not only help your fitness, but how they can play a major role in improving your mental toughness and your overall resiliency. So let's get started with Sergeant Ken. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes, I've been in the military for 30 years. I'm now presently in the Tennessee Army National Guard as a reservist. I've got several deployments overseas in combat as a counterintelligence agent. I work in anti-terrorism. In fact, I was there when we pulled Saddam Hussein out of the hole in Operation Iraqi Freedom. Uh, I'm also, as an alternate skill identifier, I'm a master fitness trainer and master resilience trainer. That's a certified life coach for the Suicide Prevention Task Force. So I've been training soldiers for 30 years, and, and like you said, Pete, I've been on this international circuit now for the last six years, speaking at about 40-plus events in 14 countries each year to try and help people uh, learn the tactical fitness concept, or what we call boot camp. And that's a good question, because I see so many programs out there identified as boot camp, and in my mind, unless you served in the military, you have absolutely no business uh, calling yourself or calling your workout a boot camp, and I really think that's an often misused moniker. So uh, from someone who is the real deal, how do you define a boot camp workout, and what are the benefits? You know, first I have this little, you know, pet peeve joke that I use at a lot of the workshops about the difference between a boot camp that's spelled with one word and boot camp that's spelled with two words. And I use that as a comparison and contrast to say, you know, what is being provided to the athlete or the fitness enthusiast? Is it is it going to be just a glorified fitness class that includes a lot of calisthenics like push-ups and jumping jacks, which is what I compare to a boot camp with just being spelled as one word, uh, and uh, fitting a trend and because the leader out there is wearing the camouflage clothes, or is it going to be the one that drives the psychological component and the physical component and the connection, rapport building and relationship building uh, 
attributes that must be present to create a real boot camp experience. And, and that's actually a good thing. First, I forgot to thank you for your service. I mean, I'm overwhelmed by the men and women who served overseas. And I know, for one, um, it's allowed me to kind of conduct what I've done in my life for the last 15 years. So I'm in awe of those of you that, that put, um, put the country first before your own lives. So I want to thank you for that. And I really, I just want to say, like, how do you define, how do you see the role of fitness in, in your, in what you do as a soldier? Like, what is the role that fitness plays in your life, and especially that in a regular active duty uh, uh, soldier's life. You know, Pete, you and I have both talked about this several times before that, you know, in any kind of fitness program, there you, know, you got to know that person that's in front of you, what's their end state goal? Well, as for soldiers, we train as we fight. That's our end state goal. And so that means a lot of our tactical fitness movements, or again, boot camp being the term, means that how well can we create movements with uh, resistance and load that will help us improve how we get on and off the ground. Simply that, um, you know, my basic load in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, if I included all of the ammunition, the medical gear, the communications gear, uh, weaponry and everything, I was carrying 92 excess pounds in my exoskeleton. And so when I jumped off a truck, trust me, I wasn't landing in a perfect squat. I was probably falling and uh, just trying to, you know, move as fast as I possibly could. But the injury rate, the, you know, the Modern Warrior Combat Load Report was uh, was a published study that talked about the amount of injuries that were sustained in Operation Iraqi and Enduring Freedom from Afghanistan. And in the first 3,000 medical injuries within the first three years of combat, only 2% was combat related. The rest was non-combat, 98% non-combat related. So we had, we, we, we noticed that we weren't ready to carry that ex- excess load. So my objective is to always, for myself, one, to be a good leader by example and to create uh, a sort of program that's going to help me move better in a tactical environment, and that's what I try and bring to both my civilian and military environments. And for civilians, it's simple. Can you reach down and pick up your baby without straining your back? Well, it's the same thing. Can I reach down and grab my fellow soldier and help and pull him out of, uh, you know, uh, harm's way? These are things that are, you know, that I can use as a, a parody in any situation and, uh, and apply to a boot camp experience. And, and see, that's the one reason why I've always chafed at the term of boot camp being so used and misused in our industry is soldiers, you know, soldiers, Marines, airmen, sailors, however you want to define it, but tactical athletes have such a stressful environment. They're operating. You have to react to, you have to react to the situation you're in. You have to carry a load and jumping up and down um, in a field using elastic tubing and jumping up and down on certain inflatable objects and balance boards. I kind of question about, is that really replicated and are we doing a dishonor to those men and women in that situation because you talk about training for the needs and it's all about specificity of training so and how's that changed how's you know 15 years of combat i know recently that the marine corps had, for example has changed their the way they do testing how's the last 15 years of combat changed how the military approaches fitness and that's a Great question, Pete, because we noticed that from the Modern Warrior Combat Load Report, we noticed that, okay, there's a problem. We've got 
Um, 98% of our injuries are non-combat related, so we got to look at what is what has been our testing and training standard in the U.S. military, uh, you know, for the last several decades. Well, since 1982, the Army, for example, has had a uh, standardized test of two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, and a two-mile run. Well, that's it. That's an endurance, muscular endurance, and aerobic endurance test. It does not serve as a great qualifier for their combat readiness. But that's been the standard forever. And you're right, the Marine Corps has always been in the cutting edge of how to gauge combat readiness. Their um, their combat uh, readiness test is a series of events that they would do in real combat. And um, the Army tried to implement something like that based off of all the uh, reports that came from the Modern Conor Warrior Lord Report. And they what they happen is is that it got squashed because they were too afraid that they would have they would have too many injuries from the test which is which is odd I'm like I, I can't tell that fireman that I need to train for him to carry a hose up several flights of stairs because I'm worried that he'll get injured during training well that's that, what he's going to do in, in in the real life and that that's what startles me that the fact that they're you know I would rather have somebody get injured in training and be able to address it in a very safe situation than have that same individual in a in a very stressful combat situation get injured and not be able to be able to function the fill the, the need on the team I just I find that is that kind of your experience with the army that they have great intentions but it's always tough to implement great intentions and tough to implement and now we've got the double-edged sword here pete because i talked briefly in the beginning about the psychological component that i provide to all of the master uh, instructor training Uh, we now have 22 suicides a day in the U.S. military. That means every 80 minutes, there's a soldier, sailor, sailor, uh, sailor airman, or marine that's taking his or her life. Um, and because, uh, because of a number of different reasons and just not being able to see the difference between suffering and stress, but bottom line is we, we all know that it, if they were in better shape before, during, and after, they can probably manage that combat stress significantly better and we wouldn't have the need for a suicide prevention task force. So I I think that this is something that we're going to see in the future about how to uh, integrate the psychological component more in, in a more prevalent manner. And that's a good point because I know PTSD is a huge and serious issue. So what role does exercise play in that? And what role in general does exercise play in mental health? Right now, none, and that's and, and that's a problem uh, because you know I was. Is, like, is that none for the military, or is that none in general? Because isn't there a isn't there a significant mental health benefit for regular exercise? Yeah, we, we both agree that there's a significant mental health benefit for adding exercise to manage combat stress. But right now, the Veterans Administration okay. and the uh, the Army um, or the Marines or the Navy or the Coast Guard or any of them, they don't have uh, a, a, a marriage between uh, counseling, coaching, uh, life coaching, uh, resiliency training, and uh, physical readiness. There's no marriage between the two. They're just separate programs because uh, the military has always assumed, well, we do okay with fitness, so we don't need to add that to the components. So when they sent me to the University of Pennsylvania School of Positive Psychology to learn this resiliency concept, uh, I was the first to come back and say, no, they have to be 
together. Emotional fitness, mental fitness, and physical fitness have to go together to make it an, an effective, foolproof program. So I call it uh, comprehensive soldier fitness. And that's for the soldier, for the for you know the, the tactical athlete or the people that have been in a combat situation. And what role does exercise play for the average individual? If I'm a you know father of two, if I'm working, you know got you got life stress, got work stress, you know can exercise play a role in giving me a better outlook and a more positive outlook? And how so? You know, um, we always try and uh, take it to how it works in the home life because as an army reservist I'm only serving two days a month and two weeks in the summer for my annual training efforts or unless I'm deployed and of course it's active duty time but uh, so a lot of the people that I train in the military they, they get how it works for them at home so I always try and play the scenario as if okay uh, what if there was uh, a car accident? Would you know how to uh, uh, pull someone out of a burning car? What if um, uh, there was a sudden earthquake, uh, you know, a natural disaster or um, an unnatural disaster? How would you be able... What if you knew you had to take take the, the care of someone that you love or like, would your body and mind be ready? And that's been my experience is that, you know, exercise, you know, regular exercise really gives you a mental edge over anything else you do in life. Because if you have the ability to stay focused on a fitness program, you, it gives you a certain mental fortitude and ability to stay focused in other areas of your life. Now, real quick, I just want to be respectful of your time and I want to shift gears just a little bit here. I don't want to age you, but I know you've had an extensive, how long have you been in the military? 30 years. Okay, so you've been in the military 30 years. Um, and and how's, how have your workouts changed over, over, you know, as you've matured? I don't want to use the A word, but uh, as you, you know, I don't want to use the aging word, but as you've matured, how, what has changed in your own personal fitness program to, to give you longevity and resiliency? You know, I, and Pete, you know I'm pretty transparent. I'm 49 years old right now, and I, I've noticed that uh, I, when I was uh, 20 years ago, when I was doing high-intensity interval training, I, I, di- I didn't care to be uh, led by an instructor that would give 100% output on the uh, on that one interval, and then going to an active recovery uh, off interval that was somewhat of 75 to 80% output. Uh, but I realized that, that, that the science was wrong because you can't have 100% output unless you have a recovery phase. So having said that, I paid attention to my body now because now I need that recovery phase. I pay attention to my joints when they get rubbery, and and then I I work around uh, the needs to respond to that recovery phase, and I, I take care of my body. My diet is better than it's ever been in my life, um, and as a 49-year-old, that still beats all of the 17 to 21-year-olds in the physical fitness test um, every time we take it with the Army. Uh, I think that... Uh, I think that just paying attention to your body, that total awareness is uh, something that I didn't do in the past. 
and that's and that's good to know that and i think that we've all experienced that as we get a little bit more uh experienced is that uh, we always have to pay a little bit closer attention listen to our what our body is telling us um you know telling us how it's feeling so what's your advice so given given the, the prevalence out there and given the overuse of the term boot camp if if someone out there is looking for a type of fitness program that they really they're serious about getting in shape and they want to be whipped into shape what's your advice for the average individual who is looking for that type of um, boot camp type experience what, what should they look for in a program well first of all pete i'd say look for variety because you know you've got these crossfit lovers but then they fall into the trap of just doing a nothing but crossfit when uh, uh, there's some value to any of these programs but uh, i would say that uh, your body is going to get used to that formatting so having said that there are a lot of boot camp instructors that are out there that think that boot camp uh, training is supposed to be just circuit training. And I I go to all these gyms just to kind of play the mystery shopper to take a class because I I love seeing what other instructors can bring to the table. But it's circuit training, circuit training, circuit training. When it's not, uh, circuit training is just one piece of the pie. So uh, I always try and encourage people to look for a boot camp that is being led with a variety of different formats and styles so that their body will constantly be shocked into new dimensions. And I think that's you know I think that's one thing we've realized is that you always need to change you know the, the input on your body and how it does that. So if somebody maybe boot camp sounds a little intimidating for, for for people out there. What's something just one little thing somebody can do today to live a little bit healthier? Like if we're looking for just a little change that I can do or somebody out here listening can do. What's one little thing they can do to move towards a healthier lifestyle? You know, the President's Challenge Program really had it right. You know, not many people that, like the millennials of today, probably are not seeing this program as much as maybe you or I used to see it when we used to get and earn that patch uh, that represented an active lifestyle. They had it right because all they were asking for is a little bit each day for at least five days a week. And that's really what it is. Like when I'm the uh, desk worker knocking out um, an article for a military publication and instead of for me going for another cup of coffee or tea that I quickly hit the stairs and uh, that's in the building and when I get to the top knock out um, a set of 20 30 push-ups go back to my desk it took me seven minutes and I'm wide awake my heart's beating but if I do that several times a day what I've done is these little micro workouts and I put myself right back into a boot camp uh, aptitude that's a, that's a great little thing you're just doing a little bit each time now if somebody wanted to learn more about any boot camp programs I know you, you've taught other instructors how to teach them where can they find out about boot camp programs that you've helped uh, launch and the fitness programs that you've been involved with well, you know, in fear of doing a shameless plug, you know, they can go to start, okay, they can go to startfitness.com or sergeantken.com, S-G-T-K-E-N, it's abbreviated. Uh, and what you'll find is one, I have a plethora of materials that are for free with no tie-in where I'm not asking for a subscription to get an upgraded version of these free materials because my wife and I were um, health and fitness columnists for the National Guard magazine. I'm still the host for the Fit for Duty show on the Pentagon channel. So what we did is we took all the uh, those real 
published military workouts and uh, nutrition programs, and we put them on our website. So you just click on that, go to free workouts. But then if you want to get the instructor training, you want to get that eight-hour course uh, or the master-level course, because we've got thousands of people now that are asking for that master-level course overseas uh, and in the U.S., you can go to the schedule page on those websites because, uh, again, uh, I'd love to see that I could build a legacy so that my six-year-old could see me more. So we're looking for a few good men and women right now. And that's that's SergeantSGTKen.com and StartFitness.com? Correct, sir. Yeah. Can I get one ooh All About Fitness is brought to you by Vicor Fitness. Vicor Fitness equipment is based on the concept of functional fitness, which not only allows you to build muscle mass, get cut, become stronger and leaner, but also helps you achieve gains in the area of core strength. Whatever your goal happens to be, when you combine it with a strong core muscle group, enhanced balance and coordination, the quality of your daily life and the activities you enjoy will definitely improve. For more information about Vicor Fitness, check out Vicor, that's V-I-C-O-R-E, fitness.com, vicorfitness.com. All About Fitness is brought to you by Active Motion Bar. Let the Active Motion Bar move you. Move beyond your normal exercise limits. The active resistance inside the Active Motion Bar activates muscles of the core and the extremities up to 170% more than standard static fitness bars. Check out activemotionbar.com for more information. That was the first conversation, what I'm sure will be many with Sarge. Thanks to Active Motion Bar and Vicor Fitness for supporting the show. Hopefully today's episode gave you a little more information about what to look for in a boot camp program, as well as giving you a greater appreciation for the men and women who serve our nation. Thank you for listening in to All About Fitness. If you want to stay up to date on the best exercise programs for your needs, please follow me on Twitter at FitExpertPete. For more information about the products and programs discussed on today's show, please check the show notes for links and contact info. Until next time, keep sweating and having fun.